Why do you do these things to me? Why do you do this to me? We we talk before the show, and Eric's like, oh, I'll turn my camera on when when we start. I was like, okay, I'm thinking, I don't know. He's just doing something something funny that I'll enjoy. Um, Eric, did you mean to torture me? As soon I come back, I haven't it's been a couple weeks since I've been on. It's the holiday season, Jake. That's it's fine. the holiday season. He's the great. I wear my ugly sweater. I got my oh, it's ugly, out. all right. Hey, exactly. you know what, John? Here's the good news. He admits that the Eagles' colors and the sweater and everything is ugly. So you know what? It's all good. Everything's fine. It's an if ugly it, sweater, guys. Come it on. It is. If being a number one seed is ugly, I mean, I don't. Hey, I'm not. Good. That's that's not what I'm getting at. I'm getting at okay. the fact that it's Eagles paraphernalia. That in general means it's ugly. It doesn't matter. It's the holiday season. Do do do. Come on, Grinch. You know Thanks for having Sing me along. on, guys. I, of course, Yeah, of course. I, I mean, you guys have no, me on. Sidelines. A Grinch over here. John, first of all, I'm Jewish. This guy. So, what, 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 well, happy Hanukkah, sir. Yeah, thank you, Eric. Happy thank Hanukkah. Happy that doesn't Hanukkah. mean you have to be a Grinch. I'm not being a Grinch, but why aren't we singing is... Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song? Why are we not Oh, I don't know if that's what? appropriate on here. <laughs> why not? <laughs> is, so, so your holiday is appropriate and mine is not. All right, John. You know what? He's saying the music Adam that some Jewish up. celebrities have put out, which have become world. It's, it's great. It's just a classic icon. Right. Well, well, I just not sure if it is I age appropriate I, for the flagship shows the Sideline Sports Network. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's fine. Well, we talk about ugly. We talk about <laughs> lack of appropriateness. I mean, can we can we talk about uh, this? Is what I wanted to start with. So that's what I was asking before the show. What are we going to start with tonight? Can we talk about the Patriots versus Raiders game? Like, I don't want to, but ultimately, as a sports show, we can't avoid that. Can somebody like can one of you two? Because I don't understand. Can you explain what that last play was? Because Ramondre Stevenson makes the lateral to Jacoby Myers, and I'm okay with that because I watch. I think. Maybe he thinks that Myers can get some extra yardage and maybe they can score. Okay. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. But who was Jacoby Myers throwing to? Was he throwing to Mac Jones? Did he think that even if Mac Jones catches it, that it was going to result in a touchdown? I, I, I'm so perplexed. Uh, you know, you talk about the Grinch and um, sometimes these things happen. I guess his heart has not grown three times too too large um you know for for mac jones and and bill belichick and whoever their offensive coordinator is which they don't have one apparently um well they do but he's uh, this is this was you know anything can happen in vegas unfortunately what happens in vegas this time didn't stay in vegas because (laughs) mac jones getting stiff-armed by former patriots player now raiders player chandler jones has become the meme of, I'm going to say, the Christmas meme. Sure, Um, it's fair. So, (laughs) listen, to answer your question, Jake, I have no clue what what the Patriots were thinking. Um, You know, it just, Jacoby Myers, being the guy that he is, he put it all on himself. He said, you know what, that one's on me. I I respect that. This game was supposed to go to overtime. 
Unfortunately, Chandler Jones had other ideas, starting with stiff arming the quarterback and then taking it to the house. It's just, I mean, look, I, I give Jacoby Myers credit for at least owning up to it. You know, that was the right move. Uh, unlike his NFC or AFC East counterpart, uh, Zach Wilson, who doesn't own up to things. Um, I, so I give Jacoby Myers credit for that, for actually uh, learning from those kinds of mistakes and saying, oh, you know, I should own up to a mistake I made because that's what real people, you know, that's what that's what you're supposed to do. You make a mistake. But I watched that play and I watched it a couple times and I thought, you know, maybe there's something I'm missing. I don't understand any of that play. And the the thing that confuses me the most is even if Mac Jones does catch it, Chandler Jones is not there, Mac Jones catches it. Does Jacoby Myers really think that Mac Jones has a better chance of running the football however far the distance was than Jacoby Myers does? Because I got to be honest, I've watched Mac Jones. He can throw the football decently, but no, and, and no disrespect, but he's not necessarily super athletic. He's not super fast. I don't really know what the plan was if he got the ball, because if you ever watched Mac Jones run the ball, He's not on the quick side. He's a little on the slower side. He, unfortunately, the way he runs kind of reminds me of my old quarterback, Eli Manning, um, which is not a good thing. So I, I, maybe, John, you have some perspective. You, you know, you play this yeah. team twice a year, so maybe you know something that I don't or Eric doesn't that you've seen. I, I don't understand this play still. I mean, again, credit to him for owning up to it. Still don't understand it. Uh, I think it's great, first of all, that the Patriots were on the wrong side of the Miami Miracle, and they were on the wrong side of this. <laughs> so they just happen to be on the wrong side of these wacky They're just on the wrong side plays. of history. Uh, Chandler Jones actually mentioned that they used to practice something like this in New England, and so he remembered that from his New England days. And so he said during the play, he was anticipating them doing something like that Great. because he remembered what they used to do in New England, I guess, in practices. And so he remembered from his days and he was just kind That's of smart. lining up in this the right spot. And he anticipated what Myers was going to do. And and then, man, the memes, the memes that came They're out of him killer. running over Mac Jones. They're just amazing. I mean, the best one I has mean, to be him being – the uh the reindeer and then Mac Jones's grandma because grandma got run over by yes, the reindeer. Yes, yes. That's the best one. <laughs> that one was impeccable. I love that one. Wow, that was my. Favorite. I have not seen that one. So someone please tweet me that one at Eric Wilson TV because I want to see that one. I have not seen That's that fantastic. one. Fantastic. I'll see if I can find it. It was it was pretty oh, good. Goodness. I must say. That's crazy. Yeah. But no, I mean, I listen in def- in defense, you know, um, Jacoby Myers, he, he basically said, I didn't see the dude referring to Chandler Jones back there tracking the ball. I was doing too much and just went down with the ball. You know, he also added that he thought he saw his quarterback open with room to run. And he very plainly put it. That's just me trying to make a play. I got the ball. Right. I tried to make a play. Ramondre Stevenson gave me the ball. I got to be smart with it. And, you know, Shout out to our producer because he even thinks he's like, you know, maybe Myers just got his wires crossed. He saw Jones on a jersey and just threw it. I mean, <laughs> you know? it happens, but 
But ha- has Bill Belichick lost his touch, Jake? Because I don't know that he's lost remember, his touch. I mean, you've watched. We've watched two decades of him with Tom Brady, and this never happened. This never happened. The punt block. Yeah. I mean, the same game they had a punt blocked. That stuff never happened before, and now all of a sudden, since Tom Brady's left, all this, all these fundamental things, these bonehead things, like are happening, and that's never happened before under Bill Belichick with Tom Brady there. Now everything's happening. So I, I, I wonder if he's lost his touch, and uh, maybe it's time for Bill to leave town or retire. But maybe it's time for him not to be the I don't Patriots know if he's head lost coach his anymore. Touch. I, I mean, what has he touch, done since Tom Brady's been there? Well, I think so is, is the coaching staff he's brought in a little bit, unfortunately. That's on him. I, no, I understand, but I don't think it's fair to say he's lost his touch. I think he just needs to bring better coaches in, which is a mistake on his end, but I don't think it's – you can say, oh, he's lost his touch. Well, you he can't blame that Joe on Judge. the coaches, what just happened at the no. end of the game. Well, no, but what I can blame them <laughs> on is preparation. And right. so I think that falls on Belichick for bringing the wrong guys – in terms of preparation, look, Matt Patricia, he was a fine offensive coordinator for Tom Brady. Things no, were Matt fine Patricia there. Matt Patricia wasn't the offensive coordinator for Brady. It was Josh uh, McDaniels. But, Matt Patricia was the defensive right. coordinator. The, yeah. I don't know why he's the offensive coordinator. He's the offensive line. Excuse me. He's offensive line. Excuse me. I, t- I take that I back. I take that back. No, that was a mistake. He, he's, he is the offensive line coach. Um, but my, my point is he brought back Joe Judge. He brought back Matt Patricia. He you know, his son, Steven, is the linebackers coach. Nothing against any of these people. It's just I don't know that they're equipped to do the job at hand. When Tom Brady was in town, it was easier. Why? You just tell Tom, hey, here's my idea. If you don't like it, do something else, and Tom Brady will take care of things. It's not that easy because now it's a young quarterback. He's not as talented. It's a very different roster. It's, it's roster that the worst. he put together. He he's the GM too. I, I, I he's the one that, that went out and got all this money spent for these awful free agents: Stonehands Aguilar, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith. None of them have panned out. That's not the, Kendrick I, Bourne. All awful pickups. Again, the, but for me, a lot of it comes down to bad coaching preparation from not just him, his assistants, and more importantly, his quarterback play is not great. They're still an okay team in terms of record. Um, they're not great. They're not. They're you know they're they're not imposing their will like they used to, but they're not terrible. Like they're not the worst. There there are certainly teams worse than them. So I think with a better quarterback, things can improve. And I've heard rumors that hey maybe the Patriots will go after Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason because both are free agents. And I guarantee you, Bill would want. Honestly, probably knowing him, he would probably want Garoppolo over Brady because of age. And also, if you remember, he wanted Garoppolo to take over. So I I think he's not as he doesn't look as good because he's without Tom Brady. And I think it's a little hard to judge. I think there are some mistakes that need to be addressed, but a worse quarterback and just, you know, being so used to having Tom, it's it's harder to to judge them in the same way. It's it's harder his job now. So I, I think lay off him a little bit. I'm not giving him all yeah. the passes in the world, but yeah. you know, it, it could be worse. They they could have two or three wins. They still have, I believe, six or seven wins. Well, that so would be better. That would terrible. be better because at least you would get a nice draft pick. I, I understand that, but I think with 
you know, a guy like Bill Belichick, you're not going to, you're not as likely to see two or three wins because of the kind of coach he is. He's not, he's like Mike Tomlin, right? The worst case scenario, he's going to try and keep you around that 500 mark at the worst. At his best, he can win you a Super Bowl, but at the worst, he's not going to let you drop and be terrible because that's what he does. He's a good coach. I, I, I would agree with that, Jake, except if we're going to put some blame on Bill Belichick, because like John said, he is the general manager. He's also Absolutely. the coach. I think then we also got to take the flip side of that to say, you know, the, the argument that was back in 2020, 2021 was what's Brady going to be like without Belichick? What's Belichick going to be like without Brady? Well, Belichick has maintained, to your point, Jake, at the very least, a 500 record, if not better. Yep. Meanwhile, this year will probably be the first season, and there's still time, but Brady could potentially be one of those teams that we argue and complain about and say, if you don't have a winning record just because you win your division does not sure right. does not mean you should get a playoff game. Yep. Um, but with regard to Belichick and, and this whole situation, listen, I I agree with you. I think the time is up for Bill. I think it is time for him to give the reins to somebody else because unless Brady or Garoppolo are walking through that door, you're going to need not just a quarterback. You are going to need wide receivers. You need a lot. You know, you're going to need more on the defensive side. So if next year all of a sudden Brady signs a one-year deal to end his career in New England – then there better be a lot of money spent to give Brady what he needs for his true last ride. Right. His swan song, his last dance, call it whatever you want to call it. But John, as much as it is the holiday season, I do have to agree with you at this point. You know, we can't just put all the all the blame, if you will, on the players, because at the end of the day, the decision was made by the head coach and the general manager who just happened to be the same person. You're right about that. So really quickly, because this was a couple weeks ago now, and, John, I I haven't had a chance on a show to really comment on this. And, Eric, I'm so glad you're here. I have You are the perfect person to be here. No, because JB wasn't here to witness that moment, but I was behind the scenes, and you were on screen with my boy John. And, John, I finally can get to you about this because – a few weeks ago, we had technical difficulties. Last year, uh, last week, I was finishing up school, getting over the flu, all that. John, a couple weeks ago, your Dolphins played the 49ers. And on Alex Alex Fleming's NFL carousel, I'm, I don't remember your exact words, but I do remember you said, I will all but guarantee, you wouldn't actually guarantee, but you I were never, super confident. You were, but your words were very indicative that you were very confident. Oh, the Dolphins are going to blow out the Niners. It's not even going to be close. And you you had all the superlatives, all the words to talk about how badly the Niners were going to get beat. And, John, do you remember the score of that game by any chance? Because if not, I, I have it here. I'll tell you. 33-17. Darn tootin' it was, John. And you know who beat you in that game? It was a six-point game in the fourth quarter. Brock Purdy beat you, John. And I is not... A guy we didn't prepare for. We didn't have film one. I understand that. John, you know... You prepare for somebody and then somebody else comes in. 
changes everything. I get it. John, 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 John. You were losing this game from the, the beginning, basically. Well, we Before, were up 7 nothing after one play, so you can't really say that. I said basically. You had one play where you led. But I'm saying most of the game you were like that that one play you were leading. My point is is from that point on, you never led again, I don't believe. So my point is you can make all the excuses, but you lost, John. You lost. And you got beat by the guy that was Mr. Irrelevant. And now I will say, look, I'm not surprised he's playing well. I didn't think he'd play this well, but with that kind of offense, all you gotta do is get it to your playmakers. But with that said. You lost, John. You got your butt whooped. And you yeah, may not want to like you it's may not, not talk a whoop. about it. It was a six point game. Thirty-three to seventeen is pretty bad, John. They nearly it, doubled you. It was a six point game and then it was a we six were point trying game, but the final score of the game right. was and not. There was like a minute or so to go, and we were trying for basically desperation plays, and then they stripped us and ran it back. You know, in garbage yeah. time. The game doesn't matter. I think they were the 10, final but, score, of but that it was game a six-point game you, in the fourth quarter. I don't, John. I don't care. You know what so, the final score was? Thirty-three seventeen. I mean, you know how many points that means you lost by? It means you lost by sixteen. It's like points, saying John. the Cowboys blew out the Colts on Sunday Night Football a couple weeks ago. No, they didn't. Yeah. They had a yeah, huge fourth quarter, but it was a one-point game in the fourth. Doesn't quarter, matter. Twenty to the 19. Final score had them blow them out. Right. Absolutely. Right, but you have to put it into context. You can't just say, Eric, you know I just I mean? wanted like, to I wanted to bring this up, and it's going to segue, I think, into something you wanted to talk about. I think it's a good way to transition it. But it has been on my mind since he said it because he was so confident. And you you were there, which is why, again, why I'm so happy you're here right now. He, he wouldn't so give me confident. the two magical words. He, he wouldn't was, give them to me. And I, I, I tried. So, I tried. I know, but he was John, so confident. John wouldn't. See, like, John is very good at. John is very good at a lot of things and he knows how passionate I can get sometimes. And he'll always, he'll, he'll egg me, he'll egg me and he'll poke, he'll poke, he'll poke the dragon until finally I give him what he wants. I will say this though. John Shear is pretty much a stone wall because he knows the minute I, the minute he slips up and says it, Oh, we got receipts. But (laughs) to that point, you know, and I, I am John, like you, I'm looking at the scoreboard. I mean, listen, at the end of the first, you were you were down by three. At halftime, you were down by seven. And then after that, John, that was the end of it. You didn't score in the third quarter at all. Um, and it's one of those things, sir, where you've lost now the past couple of weeks in a row. Right. And at some point, John, you're going to have to take them L's, my brother. You just gonna have to. We play Green Bay this week. We'll. I I understand, but you gonna have to take them L's. That's just how it is, you know. Um, I'm having some technical issue, guys. So you know what? Give me a minute. I apologize. I'll be right back. Not a problem. Sometimes bad games happen. You know, the Eagles almost lost to the to the Bears. They struggled with the Bears. Chiefs struggled with the Texans. Like. Teams struggle with teams. Almost, Cowboys struggle with the Colts. John, like, let me let me remind yeah. you that almost only counts in horseshoes. It, it matters. It, it what almost happened you... versus what did you know? The Patriots almost went undefeated, but they didn't. And you know what? Exactly. Nobody cares. But, right. So nobody cares. It, it but it matters happened. when you look at how a team is playing. 
It, it matters. The Dolphins haven't been playing as well. Right. And and I actually don't think that's a bad thing because you don't want to. Why do you wait till I get off the screen and start talking about the Eagles, John? You waited. No, you, don't... you see, you had that one in the chamber. You waited until I got off the screen to bring up the Eagles. This is what you do, John. You think you said my fault you But left. I saw that. I had no, technical but... issues. But the last thing I heard was, oh, the Eagles almost lost to the Bears. And then click. Yeah, I was like, struggle with the Chicago Bears. Waited. And Jalen Hurts had a so, bad game. Okay. But so we still have the best record at 13 and 1. Happen. We, That's what I'm we, telling Jake. We struggled. Everybody has their bad games. But the but difference the is the Eagles didn't lose those games. Unfortunately, right. they won. Right. They did. You have John, lost. We, I'll tell you right now. Every team in the AFC South, the Philadelphia Eagles have struggled with. The Jacksonville Jaguars went up 14 nothing on us. Yep. But we came back and won. Jeff Saturday, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, in his second game, almost went two and zero. Almost went two and zero until our offense, like the Lord did, parted the Red Sea, and Jalen Hurts just <laughs> walked like Moses up the middle and scored the game-winning touchdown against the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, the Houston Texans on a short week, we had to go to Houston on a short week. We almost lost to a one-win team. And then just this past Sunday with the Bears, I mean, we blew out the Titans. Let's call it what it is. So, but we have had issues with teams. Okay. But at the end of the day, John, we're still winning. Whereas that's, you, sir, with the Miami Dolphins, are, losing. are not. That's actually a good thing right now because losing you don't want to peak. Road, John, you how is losing a good thing, John? You don't want to peak too early before the playoffs. No, Look, but John, the, John, you know, we're in the December. Niners, John, the Niners the already we're in peaked. December. The Niners already peaked. How would they by peak? Time, by the time the playoffs okay. start, they're already John, peaked. Right. In the I just want to ask you one question. I just want to get hot at you. the right time. You don't want to get hot got, too early. I got one question for you. And try <sighs> to tell me how this is a positive, please. You lost to the Chargers most second most recently, and now you lost to the Bills, who are two teams that at the moment would be in the playoffs. Right. Like us. How is it a good thing that those are two teams you could potentially play at some point in the playoffs, right? How is it a good thing to lose to them, especially the Bills, who you Look, know are one of the best teams in the NFL well, and you know are going to play you very well and they beat you in a close game. Now, you beat them in the first game. But, yep. again, they beat you in a close game in Buffalo, which is where you would have to play them if you're to play them. Yeah, how is I'm that a good thing? That. You don't want to tell peak me how this is a good thing. And you don't want to peak too early. You got That's three games to go. That's not what I ask. And it's don't time talk about peaking right early. No, now no, 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 no. is when you don't, start to get hot. Don't talk to me about peaking early. I want you to tell me how those two games that you lost are a positive thing against teams you might be playing in the playoffs. Forget peaking early. I don't want to hear that. I want you to explain those two games in particular, how it's a good thing. Because I don't see how it's a good thing. If you lost to the Giants and uh, the the Packers, fine. Who cares? You're not going to face them in the playoffs. But those are teams you might have to play to continue your run in the playoffs. That's why I want to know, how is that a positive? If the Grinch came down a week before Christmas and tried to steal the presents and the Christmas tree and the Christmas ham, it wouldn't have worked. He had to do it at just the right time. He had to get hot at the right time. 
He didn't want to peak too early, and he did at so the right time. So, and so he you're was going able, back to the whole peak argument. Okay. He was able to steal the Christmas tree and steal the presents. Okay, so just as he had planned, because at the roast beast, just like you know, JT said, he did it all so, at the right time. John, he got hot at the make, right time, me, and it worked. Let me clarify out. something. You don't want to go too early. I just want to clarify that your argument strictly is. You don't want to peak too early, and that is the only positive you can give me about Look, losing to two teams that you might have to face in the you playoffs. You gotta go playoffs... through adversity to That's get stronger. Fine. The, but I'm the asking Eagles you had about the, the Eagles had to lose to the Washington football team, Washington Commanders, whatever, to experience some adversity. They really hadn't experienced it. They lost a the game. They had to get punched in the face and feel that taste I... of defeat. Like sometimes you gotta feel that adversity. So, okay. So, Eric, what I'm understanding from John is um, losing three in a row and losing to back-to-back games to potential opponents in the playoffs is good because you don't want to peak too early and you want to face adversity, and that makes all everything okay when Tua plays really not as great yes. as you hope. Um, so, Thank you. That makes sense. It's fine. Thank let you. Me, let, me, let me see if I might now be able you, to shed a now little. Now you understand my language. No. Let me see if I can shed a little Christmas light on this because – as crazy and as messed up as he sounds every week here on <laughs> sideline sports, John in his own way does make some very little really? sense. Very and let little. me explain. And let me explain why, because you the only point John that you make that is valid is you want to hit your stride at the right time. Now, Here's the thing. Your Miami Dolphins currently are on a three-game losing streak with three games left and are going to have to, I'm sure with a little bit of help, make their way into the postseason. Correct. If this Sunday, Saturday, whenever you – I think you play – No, you play Sunday. Sunday at 1 you o'clock, which will all three be 1 watching. o'clock, Green Bay, yes – So in John's way, in John's Christmas mind, he's saying to himself, okay, our run to Arizona starts on Christmas. Yes. We done been through everything. We done survived 2022, all the good times, the bad times, but now it's our time. And we have to start now if we intend to be in Arizona in February. So I understand where that's coming from. My where where I'm going to go with Jake on this and where I typically normally do go is, John, I think you have to look at you're not locked in. To make the playoffs just yet, the possibility still exists. That's not that you're not going to get in if you don't make this run these next three games. That means backs against the wall for for the rest of this. I understand every game the rest of the year is backs against the wall. And John, that's great. You know what that is, my friend? That is seven games that you have to go perfect. Or I shouldn't say perfect, but seven victories you need. Now, last year, your Miami Dolphins did just that. You started off losing seven, and then you won seven. So that's where I understand your mentality. What what, what concerns me, though, is to Jake's point. You do realize, John, the teams that you have faced once before, one being a divisional opponent and one being where Justin Herbert 
and Tua Tagovailoa are going to be forever locked in NFL history because they were the number five and number six pick. Well, they won't. So yeah, that rival, they won't, face, they won't face unless they get to the conference championship. Okay, but what I'm saying to you is, you are going to have to face those opponents potentially that already have either beat you once, or in the case of Buffalo. Well, no, you you split with them. Excuse me. Beat you once and played you close twice. Right, right, exactly. So, and John, you know as well as I do, divisional games in the playoffs? Bro, come on, man. Eric, I have a question. Eric, you you and I are both like just praying we don't have to play each other or you have to play the Cowboys. No, you're praying that you don't have to play him. No. No, I'm praying not to play any of them because divisional <laughs> games in the playoffs are the worst thing, period. And I agree. Eric and I are in yeah. this problem have this problem where all four of our our teams are gonna make it at the moment in our division. So the chances of playing each other are infinitely higher. This is this I sucks. I said this, I said this to somebody. I think I may have even said a shameless plug on the sports arena, or I said it on Alex Fleming's NFL carousel. I said in my heart. What I want is I want the three NFC East teams that are all in the wild card to beat the division champs. So that way I can at least sit here and say that one team from the NFC East will be represented in the Super Bowl. That would be cool. And I'd rather it be the commanders or the Giants or, of course, my Eagles more so than Dallas. But (laughs) of course, that's what I'm saying to you. Nobody wants divisional. The divisional round and the conference championship would be nothing but NFC East. Can you just imagine what those games are gonna be like? Those like would John, be bloodbaths. Oh, yeah, of course. Like whoever comes out of that, whoever comes out of that final four clearly has been battle tested. But John, getting back to you and getting back to Miami, do I have faith in Tua, Tyreek, Jalen Waddle? Yes, I do. But John. If you have to go to Buffalo again I, and I'm face them again. I'm not concerned after how we just played in Buffalo in that weather. John, I'm not I, John, I would John. be. John, I how give can you all I, the credit can, in the world. How can I be John, Jake? I'll tell you why, John. I give you all the credit in the world, John. But please understand, it's going to be colder. That stadium's going to be a hell of a lot louder. And but, you already thing, know, Josh Allen. What I take John, from this, Eric. John, no, so John to answer ago. real quick, hold on. John, you asked me a question. To answer your question, why? Because Tua had about a 56 approximate percent completion percentage, which is not terrible. It's That's okay. He had that's a lot of drops. Issue. A lot of drops. Uh, not the game. biggest issue, but Josh Allen, and rephrase that, finishing Tua, he threw for under 300 yards, and more importantly, he only threw two touchdowns, which well, is in none, which doesn't sound bad. Doesn't sound bad. But when you have Josh Allen on the other side, who had about a 62.5% completion percentage. He had 300-plus yards and four touchdowns. Well, the, our defense that's, is not good. That's but, John, but that's why I'm worried because Tua cannot or likely will not have a 300-plus, four-touchdown, 60-plus percentage completion percentage game Jake, against you know the Bills why he didn't in the cold. 300 in, yards, right? In, in the cold, I don't think he'll do that. Go look, up, go look Allen up can. how many rushing yards we right. had, Jake. John, I understand that. But if like you do that... cumulative – hold on. If I do cumulative rushing yards for both teams 
They're probably pretty similar, actually. And I'll do that right now happily because yeah. the Bills most had, had a hundred in the first quarter. That's fine. But you were it was him and then almost nobody else. The Bills had Josh Allen with 70 plus, Singletary with 40 plus, and James Cook with 30 plus. So my point is they probably had a relatively similar number in terms of total rushing yards. That's my point. So so I, I don't know the numbers offhand, what they add up to. And I'll do that real quick. I think Mostert had is, around 170 or so. No, he had 136. 136, there you go. That's really yeah. good against a defense like Buffalo. Yeah. That's fine. You had 188 total. The yeah. Bills had, had about 150 total. And so Miami did was controlled so the clock. But hold on. But John, my point is to that then. You guys had only about 30 more rushing yards, but Josh Allen had over 50 more passing yards and more importantly, two extra touchdowns that Tua didn't. So my point is, if they do stop the run, right, I don't think Tua can play at Josh Allen's level. And I've just did, proven did you watch that their whole team... I sure did. But hold on. I have just proven to, to you and everybody watching that they can run the ball just as effectively as the Dolphins. They just won't have a guy go for 130. They'll just spread the love because so, that's the way that offense is So how built. many it's touchdowns did, did the Dolphins drop? How many passes did the Dolphins drop on Tua? Because it was quite I a have bit. no idea. Did and you, you watch don't know the Tyreek Hill one in the end zone? He dropped. Then the next one, Sherfield dropped. Hit him right in the stomach on a low throw. Perfect and John, throw. If, like, I, and if I went and watched that, the Bills, I'm sure there were drops too. But I'm saying you, that drive turned into a field goal. It, on the it doesn't line, matter. That's four it, points off the board. That should have been. John, Dolphins should have had four more points. Should have put a water, but it didn't. Exactly. I think you're missing what No, but he's saying two only threw two touchdowns. Should have been a third. But I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying to you is you are a guy, yes or no. I just want a simple yes or no question. You are a guy who, when he looks at things, he does look at the analytical piece. Do you or do you not? Yep. Yes? Okay. So Jake has just brought you the analytical piece of the last matchup between your Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills, basically saying having to do it again in that exact same environment, maybe even worse from a weather standpoint Tua, we we know what the results potentially could be now listen there is always a possibility that something could sway in the way of the miami dolphins but the analytics currently show that if the miami dolphins and the buffalo bills are to play each other again in this same type of scenario and everybody is at the same strength level that they were when you played each other John, okay, then I respect you as a fan, but I really feel like Look, that momentum Eric, is only going to push you so far. Two years ago, two years ago when when the Dolphins, same position, late in the season, I believe it was like week 17 or something, at Buffalo, they win and they're in the playoffs. They got their ass kicked. Last year, Dolphins just needed to go to Tennessee, win the game. Bad weather again. What did Tua do? Him and the Dolphins got their ass kicked. Okay, so everybody, including me, was like, just just be competitive because we've seen it two years in a row where the Dolphins go late weather, late in the season, cold weather, on the road, and they get their ass kicked. Two years in a row. So what I wanted to see was that the Dolphins could play in that weather 
not fumble the ball, not throw picks, not not get blown out like they did two years in a row. And they were up by eight in Buffalo. They were up by eight, and it took a lot for the Bills to come back and get that two. And that game was like basically a coin flip. Like that spoke volumes to me that That's this isn't great. this. But John, but Jake, what you no, did no, just no, tell no, no, me no. is no, three years, two, three years in a row, a late season game in really cold weather, you've lost. But now, that's what this, I'm saying. This season was better. This season was but better. That's what I'm but you saying. still haven't won late Jake, season or playoffs Jake, in the cold weather. You're missing my point. Missing my Obviously. point. Obviously. I've been a Dolphins fan forever. And that's every great. year it's same old Dolphins. End of the season, when they make a late push, they they melt down. That's how it's been basically that my does entire seem to life. Be where you're headed. But with three losses in a row. But this year it's not the same. Like you go to Buffalo and you've had the same game two years in a row, basically, and you've melted down in those cold weather games. And you didn't do that this year. You took Buffalo to the brink as much as humanly possible, and that game but, ended but up didn't. being a coin flip. But you like, lost, so who cares? It, no, that's Jake. You're no. I'm you're serious. Completely I'm, I, missing. You're completely missing. You have to walk away I from am, that obviously, game. Because you can't at the at, end of the day, what I saw was... Jake, you can't just look Bills, at wins and losses. Jake, Eric, I you talked I about analytics. I gave you analytics. stats to back up my point. You talked about analytics, and I'm telling you exactly, this isn't the same old Dolphins from years past. Whenever you go into That's cold great, weather, John, it's like, but guess what? hey, this is a loss late in the season. You can chalk it up. Like the That's Dolphins great, John, took them to you the lost, brink. You lost three in a row. You lost in a late weather, a late season cold weather game to a, an, a, an important game, really. The numbers swayed in favor of the other team. I haven't heard anything from you other than you didn't get blown out. That's no, all I'm and, hearing. And they, Congratulations they on not being blown bill. out, John. Is that what you want to hear? No, they were beating the Bills by eight. This I'm saying it doesn't Jake, matter. It's not the John, same old Dolphins. John, the Patriots were beating the Giants in the Super Bowl to go undefeated. But guess what? Like I said before, they still lost. It doesn't. The Giants against the Eagles. The, I, I hate to bring this up, Eric. You'll appreciate this. The miracle in the Meadowlands. Guess what? The Giants still lost. They were winning the game. But guess so, what? At the end of the day, they still lost. So all I'm hearing so you're is going by well, we're the competitive, you're going so by that's the a positive. Parcells hold on, hold on. theory. What you're telling you are me is, your record hold on, says you hold on, are. hold on. What I'm hearing is we were competitive, and that's good enough. That's improvement. Congratulations, you were competitive. You still lost, which is to my point why I'm concerned. Because Josh Allen was better. Their rushing game was just as good. Their defense made big plays at the right times. Your defense gave up quite a few points at the end of the game. They were home. They handled the cold weather well. There's all these things that make me worried about the Dolphins. I'm not saying the Dolphins guarantee a loss if they face them. I'm just saying these are a lot of concerns I would have as a Dolphins fan I mean, or a they, Dolphins analyst. They controlled that the ball the first meeting in our stadium, 41 minutes to our 19. That's and they great, outgained but us. you're not going to be in your stadium. Go so look, no, look, at, go look on, at those numbers, Jake. We beat them, and, and they had 400 yards passing, and we had like and 100 John. some, and they controlled the ball more than double our time, and we still John. won. That's fine, just go but I'm not numbers. talking about – in Miami, because that's where we're not that's not where the game is going to be. I have to compare apples to apples, which is this late in the season, this cold weather in Buffalo. These two teams earlier in the season in Miami, congratulations, you got a win, and it was a good win. You earned that. I give you credit, but it's not the same because you didn't have the same kind of weather. The Bills were not playing the way they were playing 
you know, they, they played well in offense, but the defense are making more timely plays. But forgetting all of that, it's for me, it's the way they played against you on their home turf. The way that game panned out is what I can compare to what I might see in the playoffs, especially because with the Bills being at home. Those fans are going to be louder, like Eric said. The Bills are going to play with the same intensity. I'm not saying this means the Dolphins automatically lose. I'm just giving you reasons to be concerned from my perspective for all of this. That's all so, that is. So when you say the Dolphins lost three in a row, and that's all you care about. So the Vikings are eleven. The Vikings are what eleven and three. Oh, you like, want to talk about they, the Vikings? I think their yeah, record sure. is are way the better Vikings than what the they second are. best team in the NFC? I I don't think they yes. are. I think they're the third then, best. But team why? Their numbers, say, their their record says they're the second. Their best defense team is terrible, NFC. actually, John. Actually, John. I mean, so so that to me is enough to say that I don't. So we're just that's just gonna go by wins and losses. That's fine. Okay, but so I also brought this, up more than wins and losses, John. Let me ask this question, John. Let me ask you this question. You have to go to New England and play New England in New England in between Green Bay and the Jets. So let me just, I want to make sure I understand this before I ask my question. Yeah. You're saying that this Dolphins team is not the same Dolphins team as old. And with the additions that you've made and what you've seen Tua do this season, you have a very small reservation about your team not being successful. Is that fair to say? Um, no. Or you, I, like, if you have none, if you have none, then say you have none. No, no. I definitely think that they can go into any stadium and give any of these teams a fight. I don't know okay, if they're okay. going to win so or not, but like, I think they can go into any okay. of these okay. AFC stadiums That's fine. and give That's them great. a fight. That's fine. So, like I said, you have to go to Green – I mean, you have to go to New England. Now, as we know, New England, not as – Weather-wise, may not be as bad as Buffalo, but still, you are up north. Yeah, it can get rough. So, my question to you is this: Should you be successful in New England? Okay, but it is the same type of game that you played in Buffalo, where you took them to the brink, but at the end of the day, you actually were the victor. Will your reservation about the Dolphins in the playoffs be heightened even more now knowing that you can, in fact, go into an outdoor, up north, cold stadium and play and win? I have complete confidence that we can we can compete with any of these teams in the AFC. I have complete confidence. Okay. That's, yeah. that's all. That I mean, is all I wanted to know. I and mean, nobody's going to argue that, John. He was it's never just... lost to Bill Belichick. He's undefeated against Bill Belichick. Never um, lost. Not in, but, not in New England. Not in Miami. He's not worried undefeated about him. against him. In he might not make the playoffs. Two and a half seasons. Okay. All right. No, I'm saying, Jake, okay. because they got to go it. to New England. That's one of the I, I know, but that's, that's not a game I'm worrying about playoff-wise. I'm talking about teams you'll face in the playoffs. Right. Oh, yeah. I, that's I mean, my concern. I'm, okay. Like, I think we can go to any of these stadiums, you know, and, and well, so let, me ask you, let me ask you one more, John, really quick. Let's say for argument's sake that the first round matchup, if you get in at the number seven seed, you would have to go to Kansas city Wild card weekend. You are confident that you can go into Arrowhead and do where it will be cold. Very, it'll be cold. What, what very few people have been able to do. I'm confident. Our because offense- now Tyreek, 
is going to go back to Kansas City. I'm just, yeah, I'm just that would be quite I'm, the I'm, quite the story. I'm laying I'm, I'm laying it up for you, bro. I'm confident our offense can come through. I'm not okay. confident in our defense. It's been one of okay. the worst defenses in football this year. The the defensive line is fantastic, as you guys saw. Um, but the the back end has been you know it's full of rookies. Right. It's been really bad. Right. It's full of injuries. So, so I'm not confident in the so, defense, but I'm 100 confident I, that the offense. I want to make one last comment. Sure. In the lovely words of Jim Carrey, and I hope you guys have seen the movie Liar Liar. And oh, John, amazing. I'm not calling you a liar at all. I'm just quoting from that movie. In the final, one of the final scenes in the court, Jim Carrey says, and the truth will set you free. John, that was the truth. You finally told the first true thing, which is really what you're confident in, John. You're confident in your offense, but you have no confidence or That's very little confidence in your defense. And how, that, yeah. I know, but that is my other, that is a concern of mine, which is what I outlined about how well Josh Allen played in the cold at home. But that, so, but for so that games, proves my point that a little bit. That's okay. fine. Yeah. But I'm just saying that was my concern as a part of my concern. Yeah. So now I'm going to flip the script because I have to, if we're going to talk about Miami and we're going to get on John for about 20 minutes, I got to flip the script here. And talk to my man over here, my NFC East brother, who, you know, you have to. yes, because you know what? If you didn't win the game on Sunday night, oh boy, this would be a, a conversation. Pass interference or that offside. John, or I don't want to, I don't want to, I'll talk pen, about John those. penalties. John, oh, those were penalties. John, I'm for just the, asking. John, for the second to last Tuesday in this, John Shear. That would, you were out of order for that. The, okay? the refs were out of order. Just yes, so they know. were. That's no but you no, weren't no contest for me. I'm not going to argue that. So, Jake, I have to ask you because of the situation that you're currently in, sitting at eight, five, and one, how do you feel specifically oh. about your offense aside from Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley with oh. these last three games? If my confidence was put on a scale of one to 10, uh, if we're excluding Saquon and Daniel Jones. Uh, yes, sir. I'll be I'll be polite and call it maybe a one. I, I have no wow. confidence in this. I, I look. I said the Giants would make the playoffs at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I was very adamant about that, and I will stick mm-hmm. to my guns. I believe they'll make the playoffs. Outside of that, I think they got nothing. They have no receivers. Saquon Barkley is the offense. They just they're they're. I, I think if they get a matchup in the playoffs. Outside of our division, which is quite possible, which would be the first round. Yes, I have almost no confidence because there's just a lot better teams. And you know, let's say we play the Vikings, who you're I playing think, this Saturday by chance, exactly. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. But I think even though their defense is bad, they'll make plays on us because we are not a good offense. We're we're just not. I I. Unfortunately, I have no confidence. I wish I had more, but I don't. I, I've i seen this team play all season. The, the offense runs through Saquon Barkley, and the Giants have also not run the ball with Daniel Jones as much as of recent, and that's been disappointing. And again, if you exclude them, there's really nothing. I mean, who are our receivers? Kenny Galladay, whenever he plays. Richie James. Slayton's I mean, been pretty solid. I, no, Darius Slayton's fine, but he's more he's of a deep solid. ball threat. So, so there's not a the lot playoffs, there to be excited about. Right. If the playoffs were to start today, your first round matchup 
would be, unfortunately, sir, against the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, Get clobbered. Oh, my gosh. We would, Eric, I would confidently say we lose that game by at least 17. Wow. I think, I think 17 is probably a number I, I would say we lose by at least that because their defense is one of the best in the NFL and their offense is hasn't missed a beat since Trey Lance went down and then Jimmy G yeah. goes down, hasn't had a problem. I think our offense would struggle mightily, and their offense would just clobber so, our defense. So, and John, again, my confidence like, like is even I, lower against them. And John, and like I said to you earlier, sir, um, I was I was just spitballing, but I guess I knew the schedule. Your first round matchup, sir, you would be heading to Arrowhead. So oh, think about it like this, John. Bring it on. You would have to hold on, on hold on, John. You would have to go to Arrowhead Wild Card Weekend. And then go to Buffalo for the divisional round of the playoffs. Bring Those it are on. Like, matchups. I want to bring up God. some Daniel Jones stats and how bad. Before we bring up Daniel Jones real quick, our producer in the back, I just need I need I need I need a minute with John. So if if our producer in the back, my man JT, if I could just speak to John for one second, I need something that I have to say to him before we get out of here tonight. So John Shear, let me take my hat off real quick. <clears throat> Sorry. This is not a holiday moment, my brother. Magic Christmas. And I preface these comments with, if you want to shoot the messenger, feel free, but you're going to miss anyhow. Um, John, there is a show as part of the Sideline Sports Network called The Gauntlet, led by my brother, Philly Jim. And he is patiently, and you know from a Philly guy, it is patiently when he is just like, I'm okay. He is patiently waiting for you to acknowledge that you were wrong about Jalen Hurts. So, John, I AJ Brown. Well, whomever AJ Brown. It was a Philadelphia Eagle player, John, that you spoke negatively about. So, I am here to tell you. Let me make sure I'm facing you when I say this. But yes, I'm facing you right now when I say this. John Shear, you need to go on the gauntlet. And you need to acknowledge that you were wrong about A.J. Brown. This is not a request. This is not a, oh, please. I am telling you, you need to be on the gauntlet and formally apologize to James Philly Jim Tatum that you, John Shear, were wrong about A.J. Brown. I w- but I wasn't. I don't think I was. He can't ever admit that he's wrong about anything. It's just John, in his mind, is always so Daniel right Jones has. I want to thank our producer for that. Thank you so much. Um, so Daniel Jones has five you. games this year where he's broken 200 passing yards. Five games yeah. in 15, That's, in 14 right. games. I, you're not going to hear an argument from no, me. No, I know. I'm just telling you some Daniel Jones stats because yep. he's been really bad. Five games where he's hit 200 yards. He has one game of 300 yards. I would love to know what and, our rushing stats are in those games, just out of pure curiosity. And, and in 14 games played by Daniel Jones, he has three games with two passing touchdowns or more, and zero games Again, with three, zero games with three love, passing touchdowns. All I would love to know from that really is how many attempts, how many rushing attempts we had, yards, all that. That's all I'm curious about because as somebody watches this offense, unfortunately, right. every week. We are very heavy. Stop saying running. unfortunately. Stop saying unfortunately. He's got the JB Grinch effect going on where he just talks negative about his team until they do I'm good. Just honest. Just honest, guys. Well, honestly, you're in the playoffs right now. So and why that's don't you great. Honestly, talk about that. And, and that is fantastic. 
I'm well, he knows they're head for they're headed for a slaughterhouse, so he knows. Unfortunately, that. that's true too. <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend like we're some juggernaut, but Eric, I, trust me, I'm very excited to be in the playoffs. But John, I think the one thing that you have to know is he doesn't he hasn't really gone over 30 attempts. I wouldn't say he doesn't do it that often. He's got one, right. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. So about half the games he's gone over 30 attempts. So to your point, again, I know he's not good. I'm not arguing. No, I just wanted to give you some stats on That's him since we're talking Giants. That's all. That's great, John. But the truth is he just doesn't – we don't pass the ball a lot, unfortunately. That's not – I think That's part not, of that is you just don't trust him. No, I don't think that at all. Because I think you, really, you want it, him to run the ball and you want him to not turn it over and then make some why nice wouldn't throws. You, what, but, but why wouldn't you run when you have Saquon Barkley? No, no, no. Do you want him to run the ball sometimes, make some nice throws? Well, yeah, I do because he's a Saquon, great runner. And not I think he's a great over. runner, so why wouldn't I want That's him to That's all you ball? ask of Daniel Jones. You don't ask him to like win you the game. That's not what I said. Those no, I'm just saying. I'm saying from my perspective, no. you don't ask him to win. We, we rely on our stars, which is Saquon Barkley. That's what yeah. smart teams do. That is John, what I know you don't like to happens. hear this, but sometimes your perspective is wrong. It's not wrong. It's it not is. wrong. That's it exactly is. what they're doing, right. Daniel Jones. Not, like I said, not true. you don't like hearing it. So, and not a lot of people can sit there and tell you that to your face, or have the stones to tell you that to your face. But I will, John. Well, we you're wrong. Right. Sometimes you're wrong. You are wrong. Okay. John, you're wrong. I'm just saying he's not a franchise quarterback that don't. Nobody's arguing that. You're just making up. Throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Nobody. But John, you're trying to make an argument that hasn't been made by anybody. I'm not saying he's a franchise quarterback. Those words have never exited my mouth. I didn't say that. I was just giving you some stats. So why are you bringing it up? That's what I understand. I enjoy stats because I enjoy stats. I enjoy looking at I enjoy stats too, but I know he's on a franchise quarterback. Okay. enjoy bringing this stuff up. Listen, we got three minutes left. What else we got to talk about? We got three minutes left, fellas. Hey, I are to the Eagles up. dead? No, like, we're not going to talk about that. Shut are up, the John. Eagles? What, we no, got a couple minutes. Are they dead? What do you mean? I want to talk about something else. What, uh, okay, uh, go ahead, Jay. Dead in the water. To answer your question, John, no, they're not. Go ahead. I, Jay. I don't know where you got these notions. I want to talk about Matt Ryan because I think he might be cursed. Oh yeah, Matt he's Ryan, the most unluckiest quarterback out there. I know. He yes. has been. I don't know if you guys knew this. He has been on the end of the biggest, the four biggest blown leads in NFL history. He has had the largest blown lead in the Super Bowl, which was 28 to three, as we all know. He has had the largest blown lead in NFC title game. He was up 17 to nothing on the Niners in 2013. He has now had the largest blown lead in an international game. He was up on the Lions 21 to nothing in 2014. And of course, this last week, as we all saw, he lost to the Minnesota Vikings as they were up 33 don't, to nothing. Don't forget he choked against the Eagles in the playoffs, and then the Eagles Jump. went on to win the Super Bowl. We're talking don't about the biggest that. leads. He was also part of that. We're talking about the, the biggest leads. I'm just leads. saying he was Those... part of the Eagles' first championship run, too, so he's part of history. John, we got about a minute left before we got to wrap this up here. I'm just saying Matt Ryan's unlucky. That's all. That's all this is. There's nothing more to yeah. it. It's Matt he Ryan is. is unlucky period end of story. And it sucks yeah. to be Matt Ryan because he's a decent quarterback, but the poor guy just Manette. loses. He can't get a lead. He, he has to be the underdog. 
Yes, Elf is the greatest Christmas movie ever, and Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. All right. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And you know what? Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Love you guys. I'll talk Absolutely. to you next week. Everybody, we will see you in – actually, not next week, in two weeks. We're taking off next week for the holidays. So everybody have a Merry Christmas. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Eric, you are yes, correct. Sir. And everybody it's have happy a Happy Hanukkah. Day. Happy Kwanzaa. Thanks. Much love to everybody. See you. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast.